Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse! Joining us for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. I'm your host, Matt Spectro, lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan, and you have reached the podcast exclusively about comic book animation. Welcome to episode 34. Merry Christmas, everyone. Ho, ho, ho. That's right. We're doing a month of Christmas-themed episodes Matt Spectro's journey through the Christmas verse. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. I'm going to briefly explain the rules, and then we're going to get right into it. Rule number one, comic book animation. That's what we're talking about. That's the theme. I just said it. You should have been paying attention the first time. Number two, big fan of Brave and the Bold, Marvel Team-Up, Marvel 2-in-1, DC Comic Presents, Team-Up Comic Books. So this is a Team-Up podcast. Every week... I have a special guest talking comic book animation. Third and most important, we got to have fun. So, without further ado, I'm going to bring my guest out. He is the former co-host of the For the Pops podcast and the Let the Chaos Begin podcast. And he is the show's Batman expert. Welcome back to the multiverse, Jamie Jamakowski. All right. Well, well, thank you, Matt, for introducing me. I always appreciate that you uh, introduced me with a podcast that hasn't been on the air in two years, but that's cool. Thank you. But uh, really, I do want to thank you. I want to thank all of your listeners. And really, I'm honored uh, to accept the award for your year-end award as your uh, guest of the year. I believe I've been the guest most often on your show. I've been a guest host. And uh, the fact that you reached out to me to say, Jamie, we want you to be our first annual Matt Spectro's uh, Multiverse Guest of the Year. It's an honor. It's a privilege. And I only hope I can live up to uh, the standards of the, of the award you've given me. So thank you. You are now officially made more appearances than any other guests on Matt Spectro through the multiverse with this episode. Well, that's why you gave me the award, right? <laughs> exactly. This is like part of your year-end award specials where I, I won the award for Guest of the Year. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm honored. Thank you. Thank you. The first annual... Matt Spectro uh, Achievement Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. I'm very excited. I'm honored. Um, uh, nobody can ever take this from me. I will always be the first guest of the year. I'm especially happy to have you back after last week's experiment when I did not have a guest. I went solo. Didn't care for it as much <laughs> as having a conversation. So I'm especially glad to have you back this week. Well, again, I'm thrilled to be back. And, and again, anytime you're stuck for a guest, call my agent. We'll see what we can do. So today... We're going to be discussing two of your favorite subjects. Number one, the Batman, the Dark Knight himself. Number two, probably the greatest holiday in the world, Christmas. No doubt. Uh, we, as you know, we, my family and I, we moved to California about four months ago. And the great thing, like in our neighborhood out here, it's so awesome. I always used to decorate for Christmas back east. 
But what I found here is because the weather's warm, like you can start decorating right after Thanksgiving and you're decorating in like 60 degree temperatures. So like every house in our neighborhood is completely decked out. So I'm very excited. It's, it's the holiday spirit is alive and well in Southern California. Do you find it odd Christmas without any snow? Not at all. Not in the least. Remember, I, I've spent a lot of Christmases in, in Hawaii, too. So I'm I'm used to warm and tropical Christmases. Mele Kaliki Maka, in fact. <laughs> all right. So we're going to do season's greetings with the Dark Knight himself. We're going back to November 13th, 1992. Batman, the animated series. Christmas with the Joker. We're not going to get into the... Uh, huge history of the show because for you longtime listeners jamie's first episode we discussed batman the animated series and we really dug into the nitty-gritty i think on that episode i think we'd be a little bit redundant if we went over all of it again don't you think correct it just goes without saying that it's easily in my opinion it's probably the top animated comic series of all time some people like the 90s x-men uh some people like some of the spider-man ones but if it's not number one it's easily in the top three so uh, it originally was a Warner Brothers animation developed by Bruce Tim, Paul Dini, Mitch Bryan, and Eric Radomski. And I uh, believe it, it originally aired on Fox Kids or Fox, if I'm not mistaken. And we're going to Christmas with the Joker. Now, it's weird because I always thought until uh, getting ready for this episode, and I think I even referenced it on an earlier episode of the podcast, I always thought Harley Quinn showed up on this episode. Well, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> I thought Harley Quinn was on this episode, but after review, she actually does not appear. No, it's it's pretty much, you only have a handful of characters in the whole episode. She's not one of them. Christmas with the Joker, featuring the Joker. Now, um, a little bit of information on that. Joker was obviously created by Bob Kane, Bill Finger, and Jerry Robinson. And on this cartoon, he's voiced by, you know, the immortal Mark Hamill, who everyone knows as Luke Skywalker, but he's also in the 90s up till now has done a lot of voice acting. Now, um, original rumor was they originally had offered the role to one Tim Curry. Had you ever heard that before? I had heard that before, actually. Some of my research claims they even went as far as to do an initial recording session with Tim Curry. Oh. Now, they say that he was deemed too scary and even reports that he had developed bronchitis while doing the voice recording. So those are two of the factors that led to his departure from the show. Well, let it be said, I think Mark Hamill's amazing, but I'm a huge Tim Curry fan. Underratedly, huge Tim Curry fan. Well, I mean, he already played an evil clown brilliantly in Pennywise in the It miniseries just about, what, two years before this? Next time you take one of your little vacation breaks and I get to guest host, I'm probably going to do an entire episode on the movie Clue, even though it has nothing to do with comics. Because that's how much I like Tim Curry and I like that movie. Last time you told me you were going to do an episode all on the boys. Now you're going to do one on Clue? Well, with the number of vacations you take, you know, I probably have time to do one or two episodes next year. So don't worry. Don't you worry. We got this covered. Mark Hamill stepped in and did the iconic voice work for the Joker, which his version still really is still highly influential on how Joker is uh, voiced today, even in a lot of the other things. Like, for example, uh, the animated Long Halloween, uh, the Harlequin cartoon, I think both of those are people definitely trying to do like Mark Hamill's version of the Joker. We talked about that when we did the Long Halloween episode. I was actually surprised at first that it wasn't Mark Hamill doing the voice in that one. It sounded a little different as the show went on. So obviously I used my Google machine and I realized it wasn't him. But yeah, definitely. So many people kind of 
utilize that as a template for the voice of the Joker now. Mark Hamill credits the iconic Joker laugh that he honed while doing a stage production of Amadeus. Really? That's what he said. That's what I said. Well, I should clarify. That's what it says in the research I found. So I don't know what character he played that had a laugh like that in Amadeus, but that's that's supposedly where that came from. It it was probably Amadeus himself because I've seen the movie, and in the movie, Amadeus does have a very high-pitched funny laugh. So when you hear Batman and Joker Christmas episode, do you do you kind of get excited or do you do you kind of like scratch your head? How's that going to work? No, because there have been so many good Batman Christmas stories in the comics. And I'll talk about kind of one of them as we get going today. But uh, no, I mean, I, I, I think Batman actually blends pretty well with Christmas. I mean, it's pretty much known that Batman Returns is one of the all time great Christmas movies, because as we've all learned over time that. Any movie that takes place during the Christmas season, no matter how irrelevant it is, <laughs> die hard, um, it automatically is a Christmas movie. So Batman Returns is one of the best Christmas movies of all time. Uh, but no, there have been a lot of great Batman Christmas stories in the comics. Some interesting points of fact. This was the second episode that they produced, but it aired much later, which I think is what got me confused earlier on on the podcast where I thought this was earlier an episode than it was i guess this is the second one they actually produced but it didn't air in that order it's really interesting you said that because after i watched it i kind of went back and i, I looked up the episode and it's like episode number 33 but based on what you just told me that makes so much sense because there were things in this that were just a little off like the animation wasn't quite as tight as it is in later episodes and there was one voice that actually bothered me because it was a completely different voice than the voice I was used to on the series. It's funny you mention that because we're going to be uh, hold that thought because we are going to be getting to that <laughs> a little bit later when we do our uh, credit where credit is due segment of the show. This is actually the first episode that Robin appeared on the animated series as well. And uh, where do you stand on Robin being incorporated into the modern version of the Dark Knight? I think it's awesome. I mean, it, it, it's Batman and Robin. That's just part of the iconoclasty here. It's just part of the. The, the characterization. So, no, I, I I like that they upgraded him a little bit. You know, I think in a lot of the modern portrayals, and I think it may have started here, Robin's in in more of his longer gear. Yeah, he doesn't have the shorts. Rather than short shorts. He has, he has full, he kind of has more of a full uniform going now. I looked into it because I was curious because the infamous uh, Jingle Bells Batman Smell song appears. and It does. I tried to find, like, some kind of origin of that. And the only thing I could really find was they claimed in the late 60s is when that song developed around the same time the Batman television show aired. But I couldn't really find any origin of uh, who wrote those very clever lyrics of <laughs> Jingle Bells, Batman Smells. Interesting. Now, that may or may not be true. I couldn't find much information. Maybe nobody cares enough to look into the history of that song. This episode was written by an Eddie Gorodowski. Who was uh he's hasn't really written much animation. He wrote episodes of Alf Tales, but he was a writer for SNL. He wrote episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Big Bang Theory, and the show Mom. Hmm. Uh, it was uh directed by Kent Butterworth. Now, oddly enough, both Kent Butterworth and Eddie Gordowski, this is the only episode of the entire show either of them ever worked on. Interesting. Which is odd. And I heard also, when looking this up, the common critique I heard a lot was that it was a paint-by-numbers episode that was not one of their stronger episodes. 
Uh, we're going to get more into our review at the end, but I saw that come up a lot as well. All right, credit where credit is due. Batman, you all should know, is created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger, voiced by the immortal Kevin Conroy, who voiced Batman through this, Superman, Justice League, Batman Beyond. I think you had mentioned he showed up on Supergirl, is that correct? Yeah, he was actually part of when they did the big CW crossover, Crisis on Infinite Earths. He actually portrayed on one of the parallel Earths an aging Batman who was kind of not as good of a guy. He turned to the dark side and and had killed a lot of his villains, and he went toe-to-toe with Supergirl and uh, Batwoman at the time. So yeah, so he actually, that was the first time he ever played uh, a live version of Batman was, was on the CW crossover episodes. Now, uh, Robin, this is Dick Grayson, created by Bob Kane, Bill Figger, and Jerry Robinson. He's voiced by Lauren Lester, who has done uh, Robin on other things like the new Batman adventure. He was also the voice of uh, Hal Jordan on the Brave and the Bold cartoon. He voiced Barbecue on G.I. Joe. And this was the most interesting thing. He voiced Jordan Knight on the New Kids on the Block cartoon. Wow. I had no idea there was even a new kids. In the, I don't even remember that. Do you? Do I remember that? Of course I remember that. <laughs> you do? I, I mean, you know. I'm going to ask my wife because she loved new kids when she was a, a, a young girl. I don't remember that ever happening. You know, maybe after I have, get some uh, some Christmas spirits in me, uh, your wife and I can hop on your next podcast and we can sing a duet of, you know, Cover Girl by, the, uh, by New Kids on the Block or NKOTB as some of us like to uh, call them, you know. Uh, now, the, I do want to go back, you know, after this episode and watch some more recent episodes or later episodes of, of Batman the Animated Series because it struck me that that Robin's voice was one of the voices I found to be a little bit off in this. Like, he sounded very, like, high-pitched and almost juvenile in this episode. I, I wonder if that continued through more of the episodes, but that jumped out at me when we first started watching this episode again. All right. Uh, Jim Gordon, Commissioner Gordon. He's also created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger. He's uh, the late Bob Hastings voiced him, whose claim to fame. He had, he had actually voiced Superboy on the New Adventures of Superboy cartoon in the 60s, but he was also Elroy Carpenter on McHale's Navy. Now, this next thing might be part of what you were talking about. This is, yeah. Alfred Pennyworth, voiced by, uh, well, he's created by Bill Finger, Jerry Robinson, Don Cameron, Bob Kane. A Clive Revel does the voice. Now, he was the voice of the Emperor and the Empire Strikes Back before they uh, Lucas did the new versions. But he only voiced Alfred for his first three appearances on the cartoon. Right, because I was used to Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. was, was his voice. And Alfred doesn't say much in this episode. He has a few lines at the very end. But it was enough that it made me take notice of that's not Alfred's voice. Yeah, I thought it was weird at the time, but I didn't think much of it. I thought maybe he was still honing the character but then i looked it up and yeah this is he only voiced alfred on alfred's first three appearances and finally we have harry bullock Har- harry bullock harvey bullock created by archie goodwin and howard chaykin he's voiced by a robert costanzo who has done uh, a lot of voice acting he was on fairly odd parents duck man he's also done a lot of live action acting he he was the waiter and forget paris uh he also played joey Tribbiani's father on the hit sitcom Friends. I love me some Friends. I, I, I'm i sorry I missed your Friends Christmas episode. <laughs> I'm more sorry that I watched it. But. Oh, what? Uh, don't even. Don't even. This is coming from one of you idiots who still quotes Seinfeld 30 years later. You need to calm down. 
All right. Uh, there you have it. We're going to get in the holiday spirit. We're going to deck the halls. We're going to jingle some bells. Jamie and I are going to watch Batman the Animated Series, Christmas with the Joker. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The 12 Days of Christmas Holiday Celebration will be right back on Toon Disney. Everyone loves being below zero with their favorite heroes. But what about chilling with a villain? <laughs> it's never easy with a Joker. Batman, <laughs> was for you. Jingle bells, Batman smelt, Robin laid an egg. The Batmobile lost the wheel to the Joker. <laughs> this musical moment brought to you by JetX. December dreams are coming true. Watch Batman the Animated Series all this month on JetX. Ow. So you think Santa will like these red and green M&Ms? I don't know. I never met the guy. <laughs> he does exist. They do exist. Oh. Uh... Santa? Wrap up the holidays with the perfect gift. Give them what they want. The movie of the decade. Who is this guy? The smash hit of the season. I'm Batman. Can somebody tell me what kind of world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat It's all of my press? Batman on video cassette. The gift you want to give. The gift they want to get. Specially priced at stores everywhere. Meanwhile, at the Podcast of Justice. Just watch, and I hope you watched it during the break. Batman the Animated Series, Christmas with the Joker. First of all, you never can get enough of that theme song, huh? I love the fact that they use the Tim Burton theme song for the Animated Series. I just think it makes it that much better. I love the fact that, in general, the Animated Series kept the whole tone of the Tim Burton movies uh, in terms of how Gotham looked and kind of that retro Art Nouveau kind of a, a look for Gotham. So, yeah, I love that theme. Love the look. So we open up an Arkham Asylum where everyone's celebrating Christmas. They're uh, decorating the tree. They're singing Jingle Bell off sheet music because apparently they're going to forget the lyrics to Jingle Bells if they have the sheet music. They're decorating the tree. Joker is singing the Batman Smells version of Jingle Bells. He's going to put the star on top of the tree, which turns it into a giant escape rocket. Right off the bat, I got to say, do they really let inmates in an insane asylum <laughs> celebrate christmas in this manner I, again i i love christmas i love batman this was kind of a fun silly batman christmas episode it really was like i think you said that it's gotten criticism for maybe being a little bit lazy or a little bit formulaic i gotta say this episode doesn't actually live up to the the rest of the animated series and this is part of it it's like i don't know just the dirtiest, uh, meanest, grungiest city in the DC universe. Uh, we're in the insane asylum of said city, but they throw a holiday party for the inmates and talk about no exposition or reasoning of how the Joker escapes. It's just like, oh, 
the tree turns into a rocket. Why wouldn't it? And he escapes singing, dashing, a, a different version of dashing through the snow as he's riding the rocket out of Arkham Asylum. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, have, I, have so, I have so many questions. Like, where did Arkham buy this tree that turns into a rocket? Like, don't they have somebody who checks these things? Uh, and it's activated by the star that the Joker got in there somehow. But uh, uh, we go over to Wayne Manor and it's Christmas Eve. And uh, Robin tells Batman he's just kicked back into the spirit. He knows the Joker's escape, but even scum spend time with their family at Christmas. Robin makes a deal with him that uh, they go on patrol, but if they don't find the Joker, they're going to have Christmas dinner and they're going to watch It's a Wonderful Life, which Batman says he's never seen that movie. He couldn't get past the title. On that note, my wife just recently saw It's a Wonderful Life for the first time last year. Really? Yeah, she had never seen it before. Not going to lie, not one of my favorite Christmas movies. I find it a little long, a little dragged out. Yeah, but you should still watch it. So all you little kitties out there, go watch It's a Wonderful Life. Warner Brothers must own Turner Classic Movies or something, and that's why they're they're referencing a specific Christmas movie, do you think? Not necessarily. Remember, for years and years, the reason – here's a little history fact for you there, uh, Matt Spectro. Uh, You see this, Sammy. What happened was the reason It's a Wonderful Life became such a Christmas classic – was at one point the copyright on it ran out and it went into the public domain. So all of the uh, like second-rate TV channels, like the what used to be called the UHF channels, uh, Channel 56, Channel 38, they could all had access to It's a Wonderful Life for free. So they would all air it endlessly every Christmas. That's actually how it became such a huge Christmas movie in later years is when it hit the public domain. Uh, then I forget which company bought it out, but one of the companies bought the rights back and sucked it back up. That's why you don't see it as much. But for years, that's why it was seen so often on Christmas is the entire movie was actually part of the public domain that any station could air basically for free. Interesting. That might be the reason. So we go to downtown Gotham where everyone's celebrating Christmas. There's a Santa Claus on the corner ringing his bell. Robin asks uh, Batman if it uh, doesn't warm his heart to see uh, all this Xmas spirit. Now, Robin was essentially raised by this guy. Does, has he not gotten clued in by now? Batman really doesn't have any Christmas spirit and nothing warms his heart. And, and again, at this point, Robin, uh, Dick Grayson has been with Bruce Wayne for a while. Like, how much must the holiday season suck at Wayne Manor? Like, it sounds like they never celebrated Christmas. So Batman uh, looks like someone's going to rob this old lady. So he swings into action. Just when he gets close enough, he sees that the guy uh, tells her that she dropped a package a few blocks back. And she says it's for her grandson. And even gives him a kiss on the cheek. And uh, says, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Batman still doesn't even crack a smile, which Robin says that uh, he could give lessons to Scrooge. So then we go back to Wayne Manor. And uh, Alfred says the goose is going to be ready soon. I've uh, never eaten a goose. I'm assuming since uh, you know you're one of the uh, the one percent, you you must do that every Christmas. Not every Christmas. But I have had a Christmas goose for Christmas dinner once or twice in my life. Batman insists they should have done one more sweep of the city, but Robin gets him to watch the movie. He even tells Batman he's going to love it, which uh, Batman he hopes it's not res- uh, relentlessly cheerful. In which uh, Robin responds, it's it's all about how one man can make a difference. And then asks him if it sounds familiar. 
Now, uh, there's a TV special on, but it's on every channel. It's Joker telling everyone, uh, Merry Christmas, and he hopes Batman is watching. You ever notice on these TV shows and movies, these villains, no matter what their background, always figure out a way to uh, take over every single news channel? Actually, not news channel, channel period. You know how hard that would be? I'm actually working on a plan to do that myself. That's my goal in 2022. That's one of my New Year's resolutions is to take over all the channels on TV for a little while. I mean, literally, how many channels are there at this point? Like 100? What are you living in? 1986? There, there are like 300 channels, if not more. Well, what are there? A hundred? Honey, honey, get up and get, get up and get me the clicker. Good Lord. How old are you? I hardly ever watch live television. I'm always watching something streaming. Clearly. All right. Continue on with the episode. My good friend. <laughs> you're done. Uh, you're done uh, mocking me. Well, not yet. I mean, we still got time. I am the first annual uh, Matt Spectro through the multiverse guest of the year. So continue. So we go to downtown Gotham. Where there's a giant Santa who's on a tank. He's a. Uh, shooting uh things at one point he just he's just running over cars joker says this is the show nobody wants to see but everybody's watching i think i should make that the new catchphrase for my podcast what do you think <laughs> nice nice so uh the santa shoots up fireworks there's joker's face in the uh, sky and it says christmas with the joker joker uh, intros he's uh, riding a little sleigh and uh he says this is gonna be the first annual christmas special and at this point, you notice there's a cardboard audience, too. But they do have a laugh track with the cardboard audience. Of course. Batman's trying to track down the power surges so he can find the broadcast. But uh, it seems too easy. And it's never easy with the Joker. And now back to the special. He has a special surprise for the Batman. It's the awful lawful family. Daddy lawful, mommy lawful, and baby lawful. And it's Jim Gordon... Harvey Bullock and Summer Gleason all wrapped up and with candy cane stuff in their mouth. Did you have any idea who, who the woman was when you were watching it? I thought at first she was going to be either Kathy Kane or Vicki Vale, but nope, it was, uh, I had to look it up. Summer Gleason. See, at first I thought it was maybe Barbara Gordon. Then I thought it was maybe Renee Montoya. And then I did the same thing. I had to look it up and I'm like, it was Summer Gleason, a character from the series I completely forgot ever existed. Joker calls him a diseased maniac. Harvey Bullock says he's going he's gonna to rip him apart. I've never understood the candy cane in someone's mouth, why you can't just spit it out. Because it's sticky. It's <laughs> sticky, so it sticks. Joker says that uh, family is a, is a bore, and Batman can have him as long as he gets there by midnight. We switch to Batman watching on the screen, and then uh, you see Joker's doing the little gimmick with, uh, with his hand, where the hand talks. I don't know if there's a word that I could use to describe that to the listeners, you know, you know, when you do the thing with your thumb and your index finger and you make it look like your, your fist is a mouth. I oh, guess we call that uh, Michael Crockett's dating life for about 15 years. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's uh Laffy, the Joker's helpful little elf. It's a hand puppet. Wouldn't it be like a little hand puppet kind of thing? He says he's got a special Christmas surprise. Or bat breath, as he calls him. Can you do the rest of the episode in your hand puppet voice? <laughs> I would love that to. That would make but me so happy. <laughs> when I try and do imitations of high-pitched things, it actually hurts my, my voice. But it's so enjoyable for the rest of us. Come on. Give us a Christmas gift. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do it a little bit. And, uh, he presents a, uh, a replica of Gotham. 
including a bridge. And Laffy, I love blowing up bridges. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> they go to his uh, Joker's henchmen, Donner and Blitzen, and they're going to uh, they're attaching TNT to the actual bridge. And uh, he's going to blow up the 130 train, which we find out Summer Gleason's mom is on that train. Yeah. So Batman and Robin, they 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 drive up with the Batmobile. They jump out of the Batmobile into the uh, onto the train. Robin detaches the passenger cars from the engine. I often find in, in cartoons and movies, it seems very easy to disconnect train cars, doesn't it? Like anybody could do it? Yeah, like pretty much if you just, oh, just like turn the handle, oh, and it, it disconnects. You think there might be a lock on it, but you know, I don't, what do I know? That's why I'm not a superhero. <laughs> not to get into the science of it, but I I, I think the kinetic energy would have uh, kept that train going. I, the, the train seems to slow, almost come to a complete stop once it's detached from the engine. I saw the same thing. Robin technically does pull up the brake handle, but everything I've ever read says that train, like a train that size, that speed would still take like five miles to come to a complete stop. But you know, it's Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle. Matt Spectro. <laughs> Batman saves a conductor and the train crashes. And, uh, this is the last time I'm going to do this. Cause my voice is hurting already where Laffy says, bah humbug. I hate Batman and Robin. Let's get rid of them. And then they blow up the cardboard. I feel like that la- that last effort at, at, at Laffy was a little bit underwhelming. I'm not going to lie. I feel I feel like you're you're not really putting your all into it anymore. I hate Batman and Robin. I can't it hurts my heart to even try. It. <sighs> all right, move on. Keep it moving. Like the train. The uh the clue is the observatory at Mount Gotham is a uh, the clue they leave uh for Batman and Robin. And there's a giant present under the telescope there. The telescope. I should say the satellite dish. It says, don't open until Christmas. And it's a giant Joker in the Jack in the Box. And how he's, uh, everyone's going to witness the death of Batman and Robin. And then the telescope of the observatory turns into a giant cannon that starts shooting at them. I want to know the, really the science of this. How Joker turned an observatory telescope into a giant cannon. Well, maybe he took the parts from his rocket ship Christmas tree and converted them into a uh, a telescope cannon. He certainly got a lot done by the time he escaped all the way to this. And uh, what I liked is Joker says, now a word from our sponsor. And they actually, it's not just because the show within a show, they actually take a break. They go to commercial. Right, they cut to commercial. Neat little bit there. And they come back and they're still getting uh, shot at. Batman drops the fire while Robin... Uh, He's going to get inside, and it actually, the thing accidentally shoots and blows up there, the radio tower. Robin gets inside, and there's a bunch of Joker robots with machine gun fingers. When my stepson and I watched this for, like, the whole hours after that, we kept going, ha, 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 ho, 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 he, 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 he. <laughs> That's what those robots do again and again. I love that I'm on the Funny Voices episode. Of Matt Spectre through the multiverse. This is so much fun. They just kept going. Ha 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 ha. Ho 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 ho. He he. And um, Robin, he dodges the bullets uh, to the point where they accidentally shoot each other. All the machines. This part really got. Under, <laughs> I know this is a cartoon and a Christmas cartoon, but this part really got under my skin. Batman, on his walkie-talkie, says, "Robin, time for Operation Cause and Effect." Which at that point, Robin shoots like a batarang with a bomb that blows up the gun. 
They had to name that plan. Uh, again, we keep saying this. It makes so much sense when you started this episode and said that this was one of the first ones they actually did. And it was just came out later because you can tell this is not a great example episode of what Batman the Animated Series is. As it progressed, they got rid of a lot of this hokey stuff. Can you imagine the meeting? Hey, uh, Batman, what are we going to call it when I blow shit up? I got it. Cause and effect. <laughs> just just to remember it all, you know, it'd be like, okay, wait, cause and effect. Okay, is this where I swing the bat rope? You know, no, that's dunk it, that's duck and cover. Oh, cause and you know, I don't know. So now they're not sure the next move. It's almost mi- midnight and they're going to need a miracle. But Joker's mad because uh, Batman can't figure out the clue. And he's got a present for uh, Mommy Lawful. Which at this point, uh, I was expecting something bad, but it was actually a, a Betty Blooper doll. Sure was. I love Betty Blooper. <laughs> now, for any of you who didn't actually watch it, it's Betty Boop. It's like they didn't even pretend it was anything. Yeah, they didn't make a big effort. <laughs> no, they did not even pretend to do anything different. It's literally Betty Boop, but they call it Betty Blooper. Which I can only imagine they had to pay the estate of Betty, whoever created Betty Boop, and that's the only reason. They <laughs> oh, exactly. Right. And you wind her up, and she wreaks havoc on uh, Gotham, which she destroys the made-up, uh, the little model of Gotham, which I got to say that uh, I expected a giant Betty Blooper robot at that point, but that never actually happened. Robin hasn't seen that doll in years. And then Batman says, because they don't make them anymore, the Laugh Company Toy Factory went out of business 14 years ago. It's odd to me that Batman knew that immediately, by the way. Again, I'm just going to keep going back to this is not the best episode of the animated series you're ever going to watch. There's a lot of convoluted scenarios and and, and logic jumps, but, but Batman figured it out because he's the Dark Knight detective. And of course he would know that the history of every doll. He is the world's greatest detective. So they go to the abandoned laugh company which of course is a giant clown face on it you think right off the bat that would have tipped them off but nope how awesome of a job would it be to be an engineer excuse me an architect in gotham city like you take a job for anything it's like uh hi uh we want to hire you to to design our processed meat factory i'm gonna shape it like a hot dog it'd be the greatest thing ever well i don't know if you heard my harley quinn episode but there's a bit on that episode where harley quinn even comments about how they why can't they find these these secret hideouts easier? Because they always look like the villain. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Joker's skulking around, and the Nutcracker starts playing in the background. And uh, I actually read that the person who composed the music actually did their own version of Nutcracker. I assume they did that to avoid having to pay the royalties on that. Makes sense. And then you see some giant toy soldiers who are actually robots that attack Batman and Robin. Batman with ease rips one of their heads off. I don't know if you noticed that or not. (laughs) Robin takes out the other two. Then these little toy planes come with uh, Joker pilots, and they're shooting at him. Which, at this point, Batman, did he get out of his utility belt, or did they just find a baseball bat that Batman just starts destroying the planes with? Yeah, I I don't know. I'd have to look again. Robin says, they don't call you Batman for nothing. Eh? But I'm bump. Oh. (sighs) <sighs> not the best episode, folks. Don't judge the whole series by this one. 
This next bit is my favorite. All of a sudden, these two guys appear, these two henchmen appear, start shooting at them with machine guns. And Batman yells, snipers. Yeah, yeah. Those aren't snipers, Batman. Nope, not at all. They're, they're literally like Tommy guns, and they're shooting entire clips at them. <laughs> Batman yells, snipers. Not the best episode, folks. Don't judge the animated series by this one. It's just a fun little Christmas romp. All of a sudden, you see it looks like Batman's walking in front of a bunch of giant teddy bears, and they shoot it. But you reveal Batman played a trick on them. He had uh, put his cape on top of one of the giant teddy bears. And then all the teddy bears he pushes, and they fall on top of the henchmen, trapping them under giant teddy bears. Then the Joker has the Lawful family hanging above a giant vat of acid, which he's going to cut with a pair of scissors. But... Before that, he gives Batman a present. Nice touch, I thought. It's even in Batman wrapping paper. Did you notice that? I, I did notice that. You know, Joker, you know, he put his, he, I give him credit. He put some thought into his gift this year. <laughs> Robin tells him not to open it, but Batman does anyway. And boom, surprise, he gets a big pie in the face. Not the best episode, folks. Don't judge the whole animated series by this one. It's just a fun Christmas romp. Joker cuts the rope, tries to get away. Batman does save everybody from the acid. And then he's chasing uh, Joker, who slips on a roller skate, and he's going to fall into the acid. But uh, Batman does save him, and he says, Merry Christmas, Joker. Which Joker says, Bah, humbug. So we go back to Wayne Manor. And this was an interesting interaction. Uh, they finished It's a Wonderful Life. Alfred comments that, thankfully, Commissioner Gordon was nice enough to lend them his copy of it so they could watch it. Like, <laughs> I know streaming didn't exist, but <laughs> was it only airing at that one night only and <laughs> they missed it? Well, yeah. I mean, if you think if this was the early 90s, you, you kind of had to catch these things. I hate to tell you, I know I'm, I'm older than you, but, you know, there was no such thing as a DVR. We still recorded things on these things called videotapes back then, Matt. You think it wasn't on one of the 100 channels? It might have been, but you had to catch it when it was on. And and they've just, they've been fighting crime. We established till almost midnight, right? Because they had to stop Joker by midnight. Good point. So unless they happened to catch a 1 a.m. showing on channel 74, no, I'm sure, I'm sure Robin said to, to Commissioner Gordon, hey, you don't happen to have, I mean, I don't know how you bring that up after you've just rescued him from a vat of acid. It's kind of an odd segue for the boy wonder, but you know, Hey, you know, Hey, Hey, Kamish, you don't happen to have a copy of it's a wonderful life. I, you know, I do Robin. It's in my car. Let me give it to you. So it all worked out. Christmas miracles, Matt. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> and Robin says it really is a wonderful life. In which Batman says it has its moments. We go back to Arkham where there's a uh, Joker. Now wisely they put him in a straitjacket. Don't let him roam free where he's singing uh, deck the halls. And it ends with Joker saying, Merry Christmas. And there you have it. Batman, the animated series Christmas with the Joker. We're going to not waste any time. We're going to flip it right over to our spectrometer. For anybody new to the show, the spectrometer is where we rake what we just watched. Zero spectros being crap. 
garbage, bottom of the barrel, for Spectros being it doesn't get any better. Jamie, how are you going to rank Batman the Animated Series Christmas with the Joker? I got to tell you, Matt, I, I would be tempted to give it a two. But given the Christmas spirit, we're going to bump it up to a three, only because it is a Christmas-themed episode. Look, again, I've said it how many times? Not the best episode. Don't judge the whole series by this one. It's just a silly, fun Batman Christmas romp. So three. I'm going to give it a three as well. I think uh, the Christmas aspect of it carries it through to the somewhat lesser moments. And even some of the lesser moments... (laughs) Lent some of my favorite parts of the episode, like Batman yelling snipers and Operation <laughs> Cause and Effect. I mean, say what you want. They committed to Christmas in this one. The whole it's beginning to end. It's Christmas themed. It's everything. It's Christmas music. It's Christmas um, presents. It's all that stuff. If you took Christmas out of this episode, the episode would have been complete garbage. Christmas is the only thing that carried it. And that's what makes it a Christmas episode or, or a Christmas show. You know, unlike other things, like let me think of one, um, like Die Hard. If you take Christmas out of Die Hard, the movie's fine. The movie literally doesn't change. It's just a good action movie. So unlike that one, which is not a Christmas movie, this one, if 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 you take out Christmas, it would it would kind of ruin the episode. Do you have it in your Christmas viewing rotation? What this episode? No. Really. It was fun to watch. I, I'm not sure I would go back and watch it again. I'm not going to lie. If, if I was going to look for a great Batman Christmas story, it's actually a comic. And I was hoping that when this episode started with kind of like the little bet between Batman and Robin, there's a great one uh, from uh, what year was it? Uh, 1969. Uh, it's called The Silent Night of the Batman, which is a great comic. And it kind of starts off the same way in that uh, Batman goes out to patrol on Christmas Eve. And the spirit of Christmas kind of takes over the the night and there's no crime. And that's kind of what I thought this was going to go with. Instead, it was just more of a little kind of a hokey little Christmas thing, but it was fun. But no, I would not add it to my entire Christmas rotation. But again, if you're going to the flea market or the like you do, Matt, if you're shopping the used comic bins or you have DC Infinite or one of those things or Comixology, uh, try to find uh, the silent night of the Batman. It's a, it's a really fun Batman Christmas story in the comics. All right. I'm not going to make a judgment. I'm going to let you, the listeners, decide. Our Batman expert, who's also a huge Christmas fan, is saying Batman the Animated Series Christmas episode does not make his yearly Christmas rotation. Think of that what you will. Just because I love Batman doesn't mean I can't identify a Batman story episode that isn't that good. You gave it three stars. What do you mean it's not (laughs) I bumped it up because it was Christmas. Honestly, it, I, how many? Do you even listen? Do you even listen to your guests? Like I, I've said, like five times, not the best episode. Doesn't represent the rest of the series. It's just a fun Christmas romp. But no, I wouldn't necessarily jump back in and watch it again. All right, let's not uh, let's not forget the spirit of the season. You know, it's all about friendship. All right, if a child in 2021 came across Christmas with the Joker, what do you think? They like it. Hundred percent. I actually think one of my problems is I'm I'm old and and grumpy now. Um, I think it's I think there's like a great little fun Christmas story for kids. Absolutely, hundred percent. I watched with my older stepson and we we both enjoyed it. Yeah. In fact, like I said, for <laughs> for hours after we were doing the ha 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 Would you say it was just a fun Christmas rump? In fact, I would describe it as a fun Christmas rump. Rump. R-O- <laughs> what is wrong with you? 
Oh, my goodness. Fun Christmas wrong. If this is how you treat your first annual Matt Spectro guest of the year, I hate seeing how you treat your other guests. All right. There you have it. Batman, the animated series, Christmas with the Joker. What did you think out there? Are Jamie and I being too kind to it? Did you like it better than us? Did you like it less? If you didn't like it at all or you liked it more, that's great. We can't take that away from you. We're just two guys talking about comic book animation. But if you want to comment, let us know what you think. You can go to my uh, any of my social media. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Spectro. While you're there, give me a follow. You can find my Facebook page, Matt Spectro, through the multiverse. While you're there commenting, give me a like, give me a follow. Subscribe to my podcast, smash it, spread it. Give me a, a, a nice Christmas present of subscribing to my podcast. Jamie, what are your big plans for the holiday? I'll be leaving Southern California, and I'll be heading to Hawaii for the holidays, where I will celebrate uh, with my family out there. We, we're heading back to the islands. Mele Kalikimaka, you know, sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. I always try and sing along during Christmas vacation, but I can never quite say the words right. It's Mele Kalikimaka. To say Merry Christmas to you. That's right. It's a Hawaiian way to say Merry Christmas. Well, I want to thank you all for joining us, and I hope you all have a Merry, Merry Christmas out there. We're going to be back next week, for which is going to be the official Christmas episode, because, yes, it's going to be on Christmas Eve. Jamie, do you have any uh, final Christmas wishes for our listeners? Well, again, I remember when I used to be on this show, I used to get to say where you could find me on social media. You can always find me at JamieJUCW if you want to find me on social media. Not that you should want to. I'm really boring. I'm just like a middle-aged dad now who really doesn't do a whole heck of a lot on social media. Uh, but really, Matt, I, I, again, I just want to I want to thank you for bringing the spirit of the holidays here to the multiverse this, this week and this month. I think it's fun you're celebrating all these great Christmas episodes and Christmas moments. And once again, I want to thank you and all of your listeners uh, for recognizing me as your first annual Matt Spectro through the multiverse uh, guest of the year. It's an honor. It's something that nobody can ever take away from me. Uh, and I look forward to uh, future episodes in 2022 and, and seeing and talking to you all again. So again, thank you very much. I'm, I'm honored. And on that note, everybody have a safe and happy holiday. And join us again next week for another episode of Matt Spectro through the multiverse. Ah, humbug.